Warning, the following podcast contains explicit language and subjects, is recorded by adults, and is intended for adults. The opinions of those on this podcast are their own opinions and are not reflective of our family, friends, and or employers. If you're easily offended by explicit language and discussions, then stop listening now. Lost. I am lost. I'll show you the dark side. I feel his presence so close, so close. He's alive. I felt it. I can see him. You are unwise. I are your defense. Kenobi. back together to do another uh, what is this show podcast uh, we've taken the show on the road this time and we've gone back up to up to Justin's house and so obviously he's gonna be be here with us what's going on buddy I'm here are you sure well you're physically here mentally no, okay. I, yeah, I, I no. don't know I think we lost him mentally years ago uh, that's true yeah <laughs> marriage and so um, I guess I'm always big D so you know that and then Kevin's back with us this time what's going on bud how's it going oh you know same shit new day and then Lee's here with us again. Hello. What's going on, brother? And uh, as always, Dave is with us. Unemployed Dave now. Excuse Aww. me. But it's <laughs> did weird. You, did you just take a toke? Unemployed <laughs> 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 Dave now. I, I no wonder why. This isn't clerks. I am no longer a federally contracted security guard, so I can partake now. Nice. Um, but as we, as our last recording we did, we said we were going to have a special guest with us. Uh, did and we? I don't remember that. We did. We, did. we actually have somebody who's part of the Salt Lake Mercs. And yeah, I'm and not they, too happy about that. That's because someone had COVID. Yeah, you weren't there for that. But anyways, no, we, do, we do have a special <laughs> guest with us this time. And, and, and Brad, welcome to our show. Thank you. So before we get... He had to walk in. <laughs> We've got sound effects now. That's awesome. Yeah, you were prepared. Fucking thrilled so about you're it. You're like, hold on for a second. Wait. You're like, like he's going to do like a little science sound effect. Please hold the sound effects. No, no. I'm not doing that. No, okay. <laughs> You'll just hear it. <laughs> All right. So before we start jumping into this, this, this conversation with Brad, who's the reason why we get brought here, I got a curiosity question for you guys. And this is something I, I was watching Great Outdoors the other night. And this movie came back out in, in 1988. And so during that time frame, I've probably seen this movie a hundred times. How about yourself? I'd probably say 10 total. Okay. Uh, at least 10 total in, you know, in either full through and, and bits and pieces. Okay. Kevin? Probably about 50. 50. Brad? And what was the question again? How, how, many, how many times <laughs> would you think you've seen The Great Outdoors, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd? Oh, probably at least three okay. times. Dave? I've seen that movie twice, and I can tell you where I was both times. Okay, don't care where you were at, but um, how many times have you seen it? Uh, probably a dozen or 15, somewhere in there. Okay, so of all the times that you guys have actually seen this movie, have you ever seen anything Star Wars related in this movie? Suck my wake? I don't know. No, no, <laughs> Luke, Fis- suck my wake. <laughs> <laughs> An actual physical Star Wars item. Have you ever seen it in this movie? An item? The, the like Star Wars, re- Star Wars related reference. No. Was when they're when they're, they're chasing the out fair. the when they're chasing out the bat. Is one of them holding a lightsaber? No, no. it's no. at the fair. No, no. All right, so I've seen this movie hundreds, hundred times or so. 
at the near the very beginning of the movie when Dan Aykroyd and um, his um, wife, uh, no, Dan Aykroyd and uh, John, John Candy Hanks. are sitting out on the patio having the conversation and they're they're drinking stuff. They're drinking out of the old Pizza Hut glasses from 1988. Oh fuck, I remember those. I had them all. And I, I was I was I sitting there. I was sitting there looking at it and I was like, is that a is that job of the hut on that fucking glass? So I rewound it and paused it. And sure enough, it was. And so I actually jumped online really quick and Google was like, Star Wars glasses in, great. And they, Pinterest had it, bam, they had it circled and it was like, Jabba the Hutt. That movie's been out for 40 years almost. And I just now caught it this past Friday. <laughs> Never noticed that. What's the second one? You said there were two. No, that was it. Oh, there was two. two each, each of them had two glasses. Two glasses. Two glasses. <laughs> Not two references. <laughs> only so, two glasses. But yeah, grandma, I remember getting those and my grandma... Watch the shit out of them so all the stuff came off of it. And now you go back and look at every movie you've watched in your life just to find all the Star Wars references. We do that anyway. We, we, we try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we really do. At least I do. So, But uh, anyway, so we're going we're gonna to ask Brad a bunch of questions you know, regarding some Star Wars. Um, a couple of them are kind of ones that we've done in the past, you know, the first couple. But then there's um, some ones that we're going to ask him that pertain to the reason why he's actually here be part of the the, the, the Salt Lake uh, Mercs. So the first one, Brad, um, what age were you and what got you into Star Wars? Oh, well, I was actually alive when the first one came out. <laughs> I think all of us were, but, but, yeah. but Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you were around in 77? 78. I was born in 78. Okay, so the rest of us were. I mean, you know, I just enjoyed always going to the theaters and watching them. So, I mean, it was just always catching my eye and it's like i would love to go to a galaxy far far away <laughs> and i mean i've always remembered watching watching the trailer for return of the jedi in the theaters when it was released the trailer was like oh i'm waiting for that one to come out <laughs> yeah that's good stuff so what year were you born 1971. 71. Okay, so, so you... you would have been almost the perfect age when it came right, out. Right, the very oh, first yes. one, six years old. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. absolutely... I'm so jealous. I mean, I, I was only four. I was playing with the toys with my friends in the neighborhood, you know. Oh. And some of that shit is worth so much money if yeah, it's still factory sealed. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I even had the hand Solo blaster that beamed a light onto the wall with, <laughs> with the images. You're right. Yeah. Actually, the old little hand uh-huh. Solo gun. Yeah, yes. you pull it. Yep. <coughs> I remember that. I had the Scout Trooper blaster that did that. Yeah, yeah the little... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I remember is probably the Return of the Jedi one, the Scout Trooper ones. Maybe not the, the Han Solo blasters. All right, so the next one I got for you here is kind of a multiple response thing. So of all the Star Wars movies, all 11 of them, what is, which one is your favorite and what is your least favorite? I actually do like Return of the Jedi more than anything because it really does have more going on to me because I see you know what happens on Tatooine with Jabba the Hutt. Um, Boba Fett sort of getting, even though he's one of my favorite characters, even though he doesn't have a lot of lines that be, and stuff like that, uh, you go, will he survive going into the Sarlacc pit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, always everybody's big argument through until they finally re- release, you know, the truth. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just so much of really where everything turns to the Empire losing the second Death Star and everything and and the change of, of everything and the dark and light and stuff. So with that, 
Original or special editions? Oh, I'll stay with the original. Thank God. Right. <laughs> I didn't care for the way they tried to make uh, and, Boba yeah. Fett the ladies' man in oh, the yeah. special edition. You're <laughs> like, what is this? You know, like I was, I was waiting for like a dance scene at the point they were coming at. So, now, what was your least favorite? Uh, I would have to say Episode One. Okay. Because Jar Jar just bugs me. Okay. All right, so, and then just the rest of them is just kind of of the prequels, the original, and then the, the sequels. So, favorite and least of the three trilogies? Oh, um, I would just say the, the originals are my favorite. They're always going to be my favorite because I grew up with them. Uh, the prequels probably aren't my favorite, even though I do like the Clone Wars stuff, you know, dealing with... Uh, them showing how the clones came back and being used and stuff like that and how the troopers came back. I mean, I didn't mind the, you know, the last three that they released because it was okay. It wasn't the best because they, they could have done a little bit better job with them. Um, I think the storylines could have been written a little bit better and portrayed a little bit better in the, in the storylines and stuff like that. But I just... Um, wish it could have been followed the books a little bit better than but you know that's me and reading the books but oh the expanded universe yeah oh yeah i okay. mean and, and unfortunately th that's where i'll have you know but i look at it as long as we keep having star wars movies and star wars things i'm happy i mean that's going to be my favorite thing is as long as we keep star wars coming out and i i really I'm glad, like, uh, i'm going to say like when they started bringing out the mandalorian went back to sort of the field the old Star Wars movies to it mm -hmm. that really brought back keep bringing them out like that I'll be happy well now that Bob Iger's back in charge of Disney hopefully we'll get some more Star Wars stuff yeah. <clears throat> more movies especially you know quicker than we, we have been I know that you know everybody is pissed off with uh, Rise of Skywalker and this and that and blah 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 but you know the Star Wars fans are the worst you know are the worst okay hold on hold on okay However, Brad brings up a point. We've discussed this on other Sith shows or possibly other you know podcasts we've done is we've already established that if you fall into a pit in the Star Wars universe, you are not dead. Nope. If you're falling, I'm, I'm willing to say if you fall, you're not dead. Right. I When I um, Han Solo got stabbed with the lightsaber because we know it all cauterizes oh, yeah. and he falls into a fog. Yeah. yeah. How do we know he's not coming back? Exactly. That's well, an argument yeah. right there. Boba Fett falls, falls into the Sarlacc pit. But you heard the Sarlacc burp. So. Darth well, well, that's because he's throwing everything from his arsenal that's at the Sarlacc pit. because he finally digested that meal from 10,000 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, then you got Darth Maul and you've got Plagueis. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. all three. Uh, the only person who has not come back randomly from a fall at this point in time is Windu. Uh, Windu. Yeah, yep. that's it. Yep. Everybody else is magically Just come wait. back. He'll be back. Yeah. He should have been. Yeah, if, if we really haven't that seen Han Solo's, so you know, ghost speaking in Rise of Skywalker and the last Skywalker, you know, actually yeah. coming and speaking in his ghost, we would have not known that he's really is dead. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't I didn't put this one on here, but what, what's your takes on Rogue One and the Solo movie? Rogue One, I do think they did a great job with Rogue One. I think you know that really filled a gap that was needed to be filled, mm -hmm. and. I mean, uh, the Andor series, um, you know, that they brought out on Disney Plus, it's really well done. Um, it brings the spy world to 
to uh, the Star Wars universe that people were going, okay, how did this really come into play? And, you know, um, the secret society of how the Empire was trying to find information about people and trying to track down, you know, uh, who was doing all the hidden stuff yeah. and, and, and how the rebellion was started and how they were trying to track people down and stuff like that. Okay. Um, the next one on here is, who is your favorite character in the Star Wars universe? I that I know. What? <laughs> Okay, come on. That's, uh, all right. He's hey, a merc. Come on. Hey, that doesn't mean that he, Boba Fett is his favorite. It could be Django. That's the reason I'm asking. And uh, just let's... just so you know, I'm also a Jedi Temple guard. There you go. And <laughs> so, the reason why the question is, is so who's your uh, favorite character in the universe? But Yeah, I, I would have to say Boba Fett is one of my favorite because I do have him tattooed on my back. Um, but Din Djarin is probably up there now, too, because it's... Uh, I mean, he's really showing how, you know, the universe does revolve around Mandos yeah. more than they realize. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're bringing a lot of the history of Mandalorians into the Star Wars world that people did not know either. And that's the nice thing about it. It's like people really, unless they talked or read or looked into the history of the Mandalorians, they did not know about them. Yeah. I like yeah. how they show the division in that, too, between the Death Watch the faction and the actual Mandalorians that's always nice yeah and people who didn't know about the Darksaber history yeah. either mm -hmm. yeah. so and then lastly for the just to kind of your Star Wars background here before we jump into the, to the other stuff is uh, uh, what is your favorite Star Wars media type books TV movies video games what, what would you say is your favorite I actually really enjoy the books and I I mean I read a lot of the books over the years I keep always reading them I also collect comic books so it's you know I'm all kinds of reading on that so okay so that's probably why I probably know a lot more than what I'm seeing in the movies <laughs> <laughs> well it's like I've actually finally read three of the Star Wars books which is more than I've ever seen and I'm still about halfway through Rise of Skywalker and there's actually something in there that they with Chewbacca which they left out of the movie I was like oh, what the fuck you know type of a deal so I was like really I meant to finish reading that while I was in Vegas last week but that didn't happen alright so um, we, we invited you to do this uh, podcast with us you know to talk about your hobby and the charity that you do with, with the Salt Lake the Salt Lake Mercs so first off how did you get involved in the, into that organization and what charities do you guys uh, um, are, are you involved with well originally I just was a cosplayer at first and I got into doing cosplay for charities um, when we had a charity um, event called Fantasy Con that came along that is no longer around um, and I one of the people that were involved with Fantasy Con when I was working security um, he was um, what's called a um, he's a Ruslor, um, which is one of the people that deal with uh, making the armor and helping people become approved. And um, him and I started talking, and because I like doing stuff for charities and stuff like that, and being a Star Wars geek like I am, um, and being such a big guy, I'm sorry, I don't want, it's hard for me to be a stormtrooper because I'm such a big guy. Uh, I looked into it, and I said, okay, I can handle doing this. And so I looked into it, and they have the different eras of a Mandalorian that you can look into making your own armor. You can choose your own colors. You can make up your own storyline, too. So I'm going, okay, I can, I can work with this. And I started creating with him my Mandalorian. And, we, and it's because of the charity stuff that they do. 
Uh, they do. Um, people will can request what's called uh, um, invasions. Um, they can do it for any cancer events, school events. We do a lot of stuff for Make-A-Wish, uh, cancer um, events. Um, we do stuff for Ronald McDonald's um, house and stuff like that. So we really um, do a lot of charity events for um, people just have to put out requests um, through the um, forums and stuff like that and just right. put in the requests. I mean, um, in, in Utah, we have our 501st, we have our um, Rebel Legion, which is Rogue Base here and stuff like that. Um, we have our Droid Builders, we have our Saber Guild, but we actually um, became a good and, you know, intertwined group here in Utah. And um, w um, one group, one goal, I'm trying to remember the saying, it, but it, we all are going for one goal and that's the charities. Um, we have people that think we're elitist, but no, we have costume regulations to get approved. And so we really do work towards getting that approval to um, that we're actually film ready because um, like in The Mandalorian, all those uh, stormtroopers that are chosen are people from the 501st because their outfits or kids are film ready. So if we, you know, we're doing it to make the kids smile and do the charities, but if Lucasfilm does need us, we can be actually ch selected because we are out there for any kind of event needed. Um, if you just need an extra battalion, a battalion of stormtroopers randomly yeah. for filming, <laughs> I mean, we're gonna uh, we're gonna drive you out here to the Great Salt Lake and have you walk across this beach. <laughs> I mean, and like when you see a Star Wars event with like your local sporting um, group, like like here in the Utah Jazz has mm -hmm. a Star Wars night. The Grizzlies. They have to actually go through Lucasfilm to get that approved because it's a sporting event, and it has to go through Lucasfilm, um, and your premieres for Star Wars. They actually have to go through Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm sends the request out to the Star Wars groups, because we're costume clubs, but we're we're sort of the um, backed by Lucasfilm, and we help them out for events because we are Star Wars costuming club. Yeah, you're like liaisons. Yeah, you know they but, should they should give you a taste of that Disney money then. <laughs> but you know, and we ran into that. We went to Rogue One a couple months ago, and there I don't think it was Mercs. I think it was some folks from the Five Hundred One there, but they were in costume uh, uh, at the event for the for wasn't the premiere. It was the, Just the rave, five year the anniversary or whatever yeah. the preander showing. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that, that's information I didn't ever know, and so. Um, but I mean that gives you a better idea how big these groups actually are is yeah we do it for you know making the kids smile the charity events I mean it's not just because we want to have fancy armor or anything it's because we want to do it for the charities and making the kids dreams because not everybody can go to Disneyland to yeah. Galaxy's Edge and stuff like that so and you know it's just the way it is it's making this yeah because I, I know I've seen you at, at, at Comic Con in your guys' different setup and you know just like Make a wish is one of the, the big ones I've always seen on there. It's like you can have your pictures taken if you make the donation to. Well, make -A -Wish. and you know, not everybody makes can't you know is making the donation, which is fine. You know, we're still there because we're there to just yeah. You know, because we do it for everybody. It's we're doing it for the cause, but we would really like to help people do the charities and stuff like that. So, how long does it take you personally to make your kit? Because I've been trying on and off for like five years to get mine finished. 
Okay, well, I keep how long have we known him? And yeah, changing, that was like so. five years is accurate. I think he, there was some time he had some foam. I think you were trying to make some out of some duct tape. There's, and yeah, some probably. Yeah. Now I have my 3D printers that aren't Didn't working, he once so. skip a D&D well, night because he was working on his armor like 10 years ago? No. Well, and here's the thing is, is you look at, you reach out to your local clan, mm -hmm. and with Utah, it's the great clan, and we actually have armor parties, and we actually help you build. Oh, if you come out to those and actually come and handle to some of the events so you can see how things are made and, and the best way to make it so they fit, um, our armor parties, we help you actually make your armor and stuff like that so you're getting help and so you can actually have it built faster than what you normally would on your own yeah i've gone back and forth i tried the foam i tried Sintra. now i've got a 3d printer so i've been doing yeah. that yeah we, we, i almost suggest a combination of 3d print and Sintra, and we will help you um in it you can reach out to see i've been a um our ruslor usually has um the wrestlers underneath them as well and that's part of what i do and i have my little workshop at home that i will help people one-on-one nice. -on -one as well so it's one of those things um you reach out to the, and get to know the people in the clan and, and who can help you and stuff like that because see, i am a member on the website so. so um yeah it's always reaching out for people to help you build and stuff like that because um, we do like to help people get get approved because more people there that means we can spread out a little bit more to more events and and troop and help more charities and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, in your opening stuff here, you kind of touch on a couple of the other questions I've got here, but I'm still going to ask them anyways. Um, so, you said you're part of the uh, the, the Jedi uh, Temple Guardians. How did you get involved in that one? That one, um, because we all work so intertwined together. I we we most most of our members actually have multiple um, costume and are, are multiple approved. And so I've made uh, my Jedi Temple Guard because I like Clone Wars. And I said, I'm, I want to make this. And so I made uh, my uh, Jedi Temple Guard to be part of the Rogue Base um, Rebel Legion. And I actually have my KR-2, which sort of gets me approved for droid builders. Uh, or KR-8, which is great. <laughs> he's my, he's because um, um, part, being part of the Mandalorian Mercs, um, you add, once you get your we want you to build your basic kit and then you can get into brigades and i'm still working on getting my, my jet pack done and some other things so i can become a force hunter because you have your different levels of where you can be in it and stuff like that Are, um, when you were talking about your your Imperial, the Imperial Guard, or the the Imperial, the Royal Guard. Are you talking about the blue outfits? Is what you're running? Are you running the actual Jedi Temple Guards? Jedi the, Temple with the mask with a with a white gotcha. with a gold. Uh, gotcha. Um, the double the double edged. Yeah. Gotcha. That okay. that's that was the second one approved in Utah. Okay. So I just <laughs> want to make sure which one we we're talking about there because I'm like the blue ones are pretty too, but reds are still my favorite. But, but I'm like the, the, these are, are the one the protectors of the library and everything that have the keys and everything, and and it's um, you know I the one that was approved for the first time didn't get approved with his lightsaber, but I was nice. <laughs> so you know, like, so it was like, like okay first first <laughs> I call I call dibs. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've been looking at what I want to do for be part of the 501st, and I've been thinking about doing science officer for that one. But, you know, um, as I, you know, the last couple of years we've had COVID, which means my work really pulled me in because I am one of the high people up in there, so I got real busy. Mm -hmm. 
And then I ended up uh, within the last year dealing with my own cancer that I had to deal with. <laughs> oh. So it was a fun couple of years for me. And and so I'm getting back into, um, with everything, getting back into moving into being able to start doing stuff again over the last year, year and a half. They started um, getting back out and starting to do um, events and stuff like that. And because of the cancer, I wasn't able to get back out there. But... Next year, I'm I am starting to look at getting back into the troops and stuff like that, and being back involved. Back in, into the the cycle. Well, I'm very sorry, so. and it's for you know we didn't know about the <laughs> cancer, and I'm hopefully it's it's 100 remission. Uh, best of wishes, yep, of course. That's what we're hoping. <laughs> yep. And that's that's the reason why I said we will we'll get in when he's feeling better. So, and <laughs> and we're, we're glad you're feeling better and we're able to come and, and join us for this. So, um, speedy recovery to you, my friend. Um, so next one on here, you kind of talk about your, your, your Mandalorian cosplay and a little bit of how you're, you're making it, but for bigger guys like you or myself, it, it doesn't seem possible. Like for me, if I could cosplay as Vader, I'd be in it in a heartbeat. I don't think you're going to see a fat Vader anywhere out there. So if I wanted to do something like that, what direction should I truly go for a Vader for being a fat Vader? Fuck you and fuck you and who's next? <laughs> Didn't say shit. What? We said I, nothing. I can read your eyes. I've I, known no, you two I, bastards. I, I, I was going to say I've seen one. Direction. If you want me to look for it, I will. <laughs> I just followed Mickey you Mouse know, in that brown suit. I can actually get you in contact with the local Vader because he was part of my wedding. This, yes. <laughs> and he can actually advise you because I've seen a short Vader. I mean, he's shorter than me. Wow. And he got approved. So I can probably get you a hold of him, and they can help you get approved probably as Vader. Is that Mr. Fordham? Is he still around? Uh, Mark? He's, he, I, he's around, but uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, um, but no, I mean, uh, he, the person I know um, is one of the, I mean, he's the right height and everything, so he could probably advise you. Um, but the 501st people, do you have people who will advise you on how to get get into there as well so if you ever wanted to they could probably advise you on what can to do and stuff like that and well i know when i do um i hope somebody's got a room for me to move in because my wife is going to divorce me at that time frame. <laughs> oh you don't think she'll threaten me but she's got her own mandalorian no. outfit in the garage so okay um so how long did it take you to actually make your mandalorian costume and approximately price range well that's where it gets interesting because um since i worked hand in hand with the main guy and um i mean and he's so used to making them it actually went pretty quick i would probably say it took about maybe two to three months to make it um my helmet i or what's called a bucket was the first of its kind made and we used it off of a comic book character and i'm trying to remember the character's name but i can't at this time and it's made from a Mandalorian pilot, and it has the three, uh, the slits up here, as well as oh. the T-visor. So, um, because it's made for a pilot, but because I was going for, I'm heading towards Force user, um, Force Hunter, I should say. Um, I got, went with that because uh, as a Jedi jumps, I want to be able to see where they're jumping and without me moving my head. Uh, and that's the trick about a force hunter is being able to have all the tricks that they're not Looking expecting. There, but, you know, being able to look up, like, keep your eyes, look, I'm still watching and you. And so and now there's two other people that have the helmet as well now out there in, in the world. So, but, um, and my kit, because um, 
at the time we didn't have all the Sintra donated and stuff like that like we do now um, it probably ran me about $600 to get made um, but now um, most of what cost is people getting their helmets 3d printed and probably their um, wrist bands and stuff like that um, their leather vests or some people can I mean it, there's they make it out of duck cloth or, and stuff like that um, getting their um, their flight vests, I mean, their flight suit and stuff like that. But other than that, we get Sintra signs donated by like um, a convention center now to the clan so we can actually help make it a little bit cheaper on people that are, or recruits that want to make armor as long as they're coming to the armor parties and we see that they're making progress, we are helping them make them and stuff like that. And so we actually make it a little bit cheaper to help make it. And so it's because not everybody can afford to Pay a lot of money to make stuff. No. Break out six hundred dollars at whim. Yeah. If you remember back in the day when we worked at that one video game store, we had we went to that manager conference, and I want to say it was when Force Unleashed was coming out. They brought in a, a Darth Vader for it, and I asked him, "Was like, so how much are you into your your costume?" At that time frame, he told me he was into it five bills. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, isn't. And each um, place can advise you on how the best, better place to find it and, and maybe cheaper ways to do it. I mean, there's um, each of the clubs have their um, people that will 3D print things that can make it cheaper or um, help, um, you know, find the stuff locally or the best place to actually find the items you need. Flight suits. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's why, you know, get, getting in touch with your, the local clan, like when you go to the con, you can talk to them at the booth because we have information booths right there at the, you know, tables mm -hmm. where you can talk to people and find out more. That, and so. and reaching out and getting a hold of them. So last night, me, me and my boy here were, were playing some video games, and he actually thought of a question that I actually put in here. So if money wasn't an issue... Wh who or what would you want to cosplay as? Oh. <laughs> a Star Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Jabba's. <laughs> well, and that, that's where, it, you know, since I'm already doing a Mandalorian, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is, is it's like, I mean, I'm already enjoyed playing my the Mandalorian. It's really, I mean, if anything, I'd probably want to look at some kind of droid character more than anything because it's like I, I really think that's you know I really want to build a droid and those are where it gets expensive because you're you're actually having to do all the pro get all the adreno boards and the programming involved and all the electronics okay. and I mean I've thought of about I mean doing an R2 droid is ex you know can be expensive but even with the 3d printer it makes it a little bit cheaper but you still have to still buy all the parts and mm -hmm. the material Wire, to do it. lights power all yeah. of it yeah, i've got the charter if you got style. 20 or, really wants a or if you got 25 grand laying around you just go to disneyland and buy one <laughs> <laughs> all right so my next one on here is after looking some of your your, your pics on facebook uh, what star wars celebrities have you met uh, because of being involved in this group and uh um, do you have any cool stories about about any of these guys? Oh, or gals? Well, we we do um, when we have our conventions. We do our dinners. I've had dinner with Jeremy Bullock twice. 
What's wrong, Kevin? <laughs> Fuck you both. I met him at Con. Um, he was the nicest guy. Him and his wife were amazing. Um, Greg Gugarich, who plays Snap, mm. he hugs me anytime he sees me now. <laughs> because him and I have talked and stuff like that. And, you know, his brother's named Brad. And, <laughs> you know, we've got... Coincidence. <laughs> you know, we've had discussions and stuff like that. Um, Janos, who plays Chewbacca... Came to one of our dinners, and uh, I mean, here's the funny story: is uh, he comes up and says hi to all the mercs and stuff like that, and the waiter, you know, wait, you know, is just sitting there going, "Okay, who is he?" <laughs> and when when he hears who he is, his jaw—I mean, you talking fangirl, and his jaw just drops. <laughs> <laughs> chewy, yes, Chewy. Um, I mean, uh, um, when Mark Hamill was here, I mean. Uh, they had uh, the Mandos walking around the stadium. They have certain, I mean, they have, they ask for people to escort and, you know, people on the stage. Quasi security, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it, because they, they do ask for certain people to escort the stars on stage. Um, we, um, I don't know if you guys remember when they had the Obi Wan. And the Duchess uh, wedding. <laughs> there, there's a video out there, and uh, the voice actors who did uh, from the Clone Wars who did the uh, voice of Obi Wan and the Duchess. Okay. They were actually came in and they did the nuptials because the cosplayers who do Obi Wan and the Duchess got married in real life. Here. Oh, that's and, nice. And so they at, at one of our fan ex. They, this voice actors came in and did the marriage of Obi-Wan and the Duchess. Over the actual real-life wedding of the two cosplayers right. during and, the... And, and they, so they arranged. And what happened was, me, I was just wanted to make sure I knew I was in the right place at the right time. Well, because I, I was so being informed with stuff, everybody was asking me. So, I mean, I was so involved. I was actually the one that led the procession of all these mandos... And all the people involved mm -hmm. <laughs> from the booth to where they did the nuptials of Obi Wan and the du Duchess. Like, just follow me. Just, just and I order. Mean, so you get this video, and it starts out with me leading. <laughs> so I mean, and so we got the voice actors in this line, and then um, uh, Sokoff, um, who is Sokoff, yeah, Katie. Um, we um, did a death march, and when we do a death march, we um, will stop out and take our buckets off, and we do an honor for those that have passed away. Mm -hmm. um, then we went, and all us Mandos went over to her booth, and she's ne I guess she's never had it done, and so she did an Instagram of that with all the Mandos right there. Just at her standing booth. at attention for her. And, so, and this was before she did her live role. Oh, and so nice. she was. She she wanted to say something, but she couldn't. <laughs> like she's like, you're just a little early. That's just like, a little. That's like when Tudyk was here, and then somebody was no. asking, "Is like, hey, can you talk about Star Wars? What's Star Wars? Nope. Star Wars? No. Nope. What? There's a Star Wars movie coming out. There's Star Wars. What is this thing you speak of? So, so yeah, it's just um, just the interesting things that you get to see and do is it's like you don't expect it. I did go to Denver Comic Con once because I wanted to go check, you know, a different con other mm -hmm. than ours. 
And, you know, here I am walking in my Mando, and my friends here in Utah are from, like, 501st saying, yeah, they were, we were getting texts from the 501st and stuff going, there's this big blue and orange Mando here. He looks awesome. And then they're going, yeah, he's from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's our boy. <laughs> well, you just kind of jumped ahead of one of my, my questions about dis- describe your color scheme and how you chose it. <laughs> Oh, well, I sort of wanted uh, blue and just uh, coppery metal, but it ended up being a little bit of orange. <laughs> and, you know, blue is my favorite color and, you know, just wanted something metallic, even though um, I wasn't originally going towards the orange, but it really worked out well. And I just ended up liking it. <laughs> That's, it I like the color scheme. Have you seen his, his outfit? I've seen it. Uh, I may website. have. I'm not sure. Uh talk about I know this is a random side note everybody take a, a four second break and breathe but I am oh hello so Brad's oh, yeah. showing him his very his... much like samurai beautifulness type thing oh uh, your, your screen locked sorry oh that is pretty that is really pretty holy crap okay all right that's really <laughs> nice um I still prefer Mando Dinjajaran in the original piecemeal outfits i'm sorry with the with, with the rust or mm-hmm. not not shiny i yet? don't i loved him so much more in in the with the non super duper beskar version oh. don't get me wrong shiny mando is nice but i loved his it just seemed like there was you're, each you're, piece of armor felt like it had a story behind you're talking about the first time you saw him? yes okay yeah yeah the originals like it. well having battle damage means you actually have been involved in outdoing stuff yeah, not just look at my pretty shiny I mean, armor. Let's get his ass kicked by the big thing that Grogu saves him from. The mudhorn. The mudhorn thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Mandalorian, what is your name and how did you come up with it? Uh, my name is Basulik, which is Iron Beast. Nice. Um, because I'm was originally a cosplayer as the Beast from X Men. <laughs> nice. It's a good one. <laughs> And because of me being such a big and wearing so, so much armor, and uh, usually I, I carry a vibro axe, and I also usually will have a big hammer as well. And because, um, like I said, I'm working on towards becoming a force hunter, uh, so melee weapons and every even though I'll have uh, my gun, my you know gun, your sidearm, my sidearm, I'll also have a heavy blaster sooner or later. I'm also plan on having a uh, riot shield from uh, Mandi- Mandalorian uh, riot police that I'm going to actually put some jet pa- jet thrusters on and <laughs> and probably a couple other little side effect things for <laughs> um, so it's like yeah all the little tricks and stuff like that that I plan on having involved on everything and it's like yeah um, I'm like a front line front put me in front I'll take on the battle um, I have my my best car armor plus uh, trauma plates on it so I can take hits from the lightsaber as well as lasers so what you're saying is you would be a good meat shield yep <laughs> okay just making sure and being the big guy up front okay <laughs> meat shield meat shield that kind of sounds like me and when we play video games. I am I am the, the bullet sponge. Unless we're playing Ghost, I'm the meat shield. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for a second. Uh, my next one on here is, so besides, this is the way, uh, do you have a favorite Star Wars quote? Uh, I actually started liking uh, Dead or Alive, You're Coming With Me. <laughs> I can bring you in warm. 
I can bring you in cold. Very nice. And then my last one on on my list um, is, uh, um, do you like to collect Star Wars stuff? And if you do, what would you say is your uh, prized possession or prized possessions? Oh, I have a bunch of artwork that actually is signed by uh, the artists as well as the actors. (laughs) So, um, so, I mean, I I do have a lot of that. um, And... I mean, I, I do have Funkos that are worth money as well, but um, it really is my artwork that I collect. Um, and you adore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had more space, I would probably have it all up on the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another human after my own heart with art. Right? You, you can't use your artwork as wallpaper? No. Okay, just check it. No. No, you can't just keep putting... It's not like it's not like a collage. You just keep putting stuff just, on. Just covering Could every wall. Right, just in everything. It's like, it's like wallpaper. <laughs> Do it up Team here. Team beat Darth Vader. <laughs> no, you, you could. You just got to face the, face the consequences of your wife for doing so. Hey, she. You, you've seen my downstairs. My downstairs is weirdly nerdy. Beautiful, hey, you, but nerdy. You've got more stuff in your living room than I do. I'm not even allowed to have any of it in there. Well, yes, but it's also just tastefully done. So, you know. Mine would be too, but I'm not allowed to have any of it in my living room. I have well, a whole be, room. No, it would be tastefully Which done. Which means I'm spoiled. What's that? I'm spoiled. Mine's throughout the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm allowed allocated spaces and rental time periods. Like my, my decade lease of artwork in the living room is just about uh, over. I'm going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wife flicking me. If you want, we can renegotiate the contract for you so you don't have to pay rental fees ever again. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Well, the funny thing is, is about my wedding. My uh, stepdaughter got mad because of all the Star Wars stuff that was popping up. And she was getting mad at me. And it's like, I was looking at her and I'm going, why are you getting mad at me? It's your mom. <laughs> She's the one that agreed to this. She agreed. Now, now is your wife a Star Wars nut like you? No, she's not. She she will watch it. She's not. She'll be. She'll handle for any of the Star Wars Star Wars stuff, but she will never dress up. Um, she like she's friends with a lot of them. She she's never forced me to get rid of any stuff off of the wall, but I put up family pictures in place of some of it, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's one of the things we both, you know, are fine with it. She's a geek and some thing, other things and stuff like that. And So he is that, one of us. That, that's the next question, actually. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's it yeah. I've got. So whatever you guys want to throw at him, so Brad, go for it. <laughs> uh, your wife, obviously, is a bit of a geek slash nerd slash her own, likes her own accoutrements, for lack of a better term. Uh, what does your wife get into? And I'm just going to say you cannot say she watches... Murder, CSI, witches, <laughs> anything common that all women seem to watch. So Hallmark Channel, um, you know, murder mystery, C- you know, all that stuff is it. So what else does she get into? Lord of the Rings. Nice. She will watch all the Marvel stuff with me. Okay. <laughs> and just to give you an idea, uh, Harry Potter stuff. She's of course, into Harry that. Potter. Um, my stepdaughter graduated from Weber with a friend, uh, 
she's working on possibly going to get her master's in forensic science. Nice. So NCIS is one of her big things to watch and all those kind of shows. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm just qualifying that out because it seems that, you know, if you have L female in your life, marriage, whatever, there is... There is a group of movies slash TV shows that they oh, all watch, she'll watch as a collective, yeah. but they don't talk about it. Well, we will actually watch um, the crime, ser- not the TV series stuff, but we'll watch like live um, crime series like Unsolved Mysteries. Right, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, stuff true like crime that. stuff. Yeah, true, I get that know, one. Yeah, or dead, dead cases or lost right. cases or something. So, yeah. I get that. And, you know, it's like I don't mind watching those, too, because, you know, it's like anything that keeps our mind going, you know, because her and I are sort of this thinking couple. We like to look at things and try to figure them out. (laughs) Okay. All right. I have a really good question for our next round if we stay. So um, that's it for me. Uh, Brad, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Anybody else got some questions? Anything else for him? I got one. So I remember I went to a con like five years ago. I asked if they if there was a group around for smugglers. And now I got was told about the Outer Rim Brigade. I joined their forums, but then it just disappeared. Right. They actually got told they were not to happen. Oh, really? Right. Because, By Lucasfilm? Because, uh, they weren't approved because they're, they're actually that group... Smugglers are allowed in rogue base and stuff okay. like that. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's certain groups that already has those kind of categories. You just have to talk to them and they'll, because, um, like, uh, Sabine is, uh, is a different Mando, but she's in the Mandalorian merch. You can also um, find them in ro- the rogue base in Rebellion. Uh, you find certain uh, bounty hunter smugglers in 501st. Um, so you can find them, but you just have to talk to them and find out. So where would Talon Card end up in your group settings? Uh, I believe that's going to be Rogue Base. Okay. That would and I need my pet Vorniskers. Well, yes. my... F- my thing is, I was hoping to create my own character. I didn't want to have to go to Rogue Base and be like Tobias um, Beckett you would, or whoever. You can talk to them, and I think they're um, some of the groups have gotten because how big the Star Wars universe has become now, with all the series that are coming out and stuff like that. That they're going okay as long as they're meeting these kind of criteria in the look, you're allowed to make them. So I mean, I haven't looked much on the smuggler side of things on it. And but it's like you just need to because you also have from Knights of the Old Republic how the characters were being made for smugglers and stuff like that. So um, you might have a little bit more leeway on how things have changed on some of the uh, costume regulations as long as it it is Star Wars looking. Okay. So it's something that maybe when you go to the con next is to talk with someone in at one of the tables find out what what group you should would belong into now i just absolutely realized what would your your character be perfect like i realized you wouldn't have to do a whole lot no it's not it's not really being mean it would just Captain really rex? no 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 <laughs> i mean he would love rex so i would make him so happy rex. yeah he would do dirty dirty things to be rex but i just realized you'd be the the guy that uh, drove dejin and the first bounty out to the ice well screw you <laughs> <laughs> 
got the beard. He's got the beard. It's time to go get off the ice. we got to settle up. <laughs> Any other final questions for Brad from you guys? No, but thank you so much. Well, uh, so how long have you been in the Mercs, though? Because I'm, I'm trying to think how long they've even been around. And I remember when I was a kid, this would be like the mid-90s going to Dr. Volt's comics and seeing like at least business cards for the Mercs and, and specifically the Crate Clan. Crate Clan has been around for over 10 years. I know that. Um, the Mercs, I can't, I'm thinking at least 15 years now. Oh, that's short. Oh, because I'm remembering this I, in I'm trying to, 90s, I'm maybe not, early 2000s. I know um, because you have to have a certain amount of members to become an actual clan. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how long the Mandalorian, I'd have to go look. Hmm. On, oh, so they just might have not been vetted yet. They just were yeah, getting together, yeah. trying to get cr that sorted. Getting yeah. people, yeah, that's getting the initial rounds. Kind of more what I remember. It was like a flyer on the wall and um, Dr. Volt's kind of thing. Because... Crate Clan before COVID, right when COVID hit, was hitting on their ten years. So we, Crate Clan has been around for about, tw I'd say about twelve years now. Okay. Um, and see, um, Idaho um, was coming down to the clan, was coming down to Archon, um, and building out to become a clan. Nevada just finally got. I think they just got approved to have a clan again. Um, because they didn't have enough members. I mean, it's when you're in such a hot climate, it's sort of hard to wear armor all the time. But Man, minute, there's so many clans in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, then you got like Florida, where the, their clan they have like three or four clans out in Florida, three in California. Um, the more populous areas. We you know. we have. I think we have like 65 members here in in Utah. I was just gonna ask that. Um, and you know, and so it's one of the biggest around now because we haven't been split up because you know we're all here. You know, we can drive within a couple Lost hours. And get, yeah, you know, get get to where we need to and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we um, have a lot of recruits still making up kits and stuff like that that we're trying to help and so we're always continuously growing what well, we've you know we have some that have moved out of state and are you know and we're always helping like we've helped lost people in nevada we've um, people up in montana you know we're always helping other states as well when they come here we'll talk to them new mexico we have a good relationship with you know, um, as we are always open to going and meeting other place. You know, going. That's a nice thing. Um, in the Mandalorian, when you saw all the Mandalorians in the first season, all some come out and help Din Djarin when mm -hmm. he was. That was based off of uh, uh, Mandalore the Uniter. Uh, he uh, was talking with um, Dave Filoni, I believe it was, um, about how when a Mandalorian was in trouble you know, or needed help for like cancer or something and they didn't have the funds or like a tornado hit hit one of the outlying clans in like one of the other countries or a disaster or something like that. They do patches to help raise money for them and stuff like that and how the Mandalorians of all around will always step up and help. And that's sort of how that comes about is uh, as uh, uh, family is more than blood is one of our sayings. 
And you'll see that in the Mandalorian community is we will always try to help each other out. And so, and that's sort of where that comes from. Is that, that scene is like, no matter what, we'll always help out. Um, I mean, and the thing, funny thing is like the bucket thing that everybody says, you know, you don't take your bucket off. Uh, we okay, actually you see how long. Good job. You know, we uh, we're always uh, take we're able to take our buckets off, and it's it's funny because when they, that happened in the, it's one of those things we were allowed to do that. Yeah. Because we are our own characters, and we're not like a stormtrooper who has you never see their faces. <laughs> well, it's not so, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, unless you're a specific character like uh, Death Watch, Death Watch, you're, you have to have your kit specifically made like Death Watch. Um, Boba Fett, you have to be like Boba Fett. Yeah, or Django. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, if you're going for specific characters, you have to be made exactly like that. And, and that's more for because of the charity stuff. Like when you go to the, the children's hospital, you don't want it. You know, they're they're in love with the character. They're going right. to, you know, you don't want them to, a kid just to be like, oh, well, that's not, well, you, you know, well, you, you don't want to destroy the illusion for the children. Well, I'm you don't want to see, you know, Darth Vader with uh, Lord Helmet's <laughs> helmet on him. <laughs> <laughs> or his helmet for a body. Right, exactly. Yeah. But that's why it's so, so nice having so many different Mandos is because you get to make your own story and background and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. I got one more. How long does it take to suit up? Depends on how used, how used, and how well you're used to kidding up, and if you have help. Because I know, like somebody told me, like the stormtroopers for the five hundred first, it takes a good twenty minutes to a half hour. Yeah, I mean, I can usually kid up within about ten minutes. Okay. Um, if I have help, could be faster. <laughs> you have your own battalion and then a whole battalion of helpers. <laughs> Everyone bring a plus one. Snap, 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 snap. So Mandos have squires? Yep. Yeah, you, employ yep. A, have squires. you employ cosplay medics? <laughs> Medic! Well, Brad, we, we thank you for your time for coming out and doing this. Um, I, I enjoyed learning a little bit more about the... the background of your character and how you got involved with that stuff but uh, that's it for me well before we sign off uh, anyone interested how can they get in touch with the mercs um, is there email or are just you a are you allowed to answer that kind of question do you have uh, to shoot up a flyer or is, it, or is it more inclusive or you just go look for the mandalorian mercs costume club online and look for the forum look for the clan for your area and just reach out to the clan and they have forums out there and that's how you get in contact with your local um, area and start contacting them about, do you have armor parties? And just start getting in, in contact with them. If you sit, go to an event, talk to them there about how to get in contact with the local um, area clan. And so you can start um, making the kit that you want to make. Um, better. <laughs> <laughs> And stuff like that, but just reach out. I mean, at whatever whatever area you want to look, just reach out to that group of Star Wars group, costuming club, and stuff like that. Um, we don't want to see you on the Macy's Day Parade. I'm not a balloon fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna shut my mouth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
<laughs> All right, my man. That's 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 it for this episode. And so until next time, then this is Big D late. See you guys later. Bye bye. Fun. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Ha, 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 ha.